Good morning, Gen Z, and welcome back to OK Boomer. My name is Jazz, and I'm going to be here for the next hour or so, bringing you the freshest tunes and keeping you up to date with everything that's currently happening in the world. But first, I just want to talk a little bit about a Netflix show that I actually finished last night. Yes, I know, very productive. Go me, we love to see it. Yeah, no, so it's called Rhythm and Flow, and it was actually released this time last year, so back in 2019. Oh my god, the good old days, pre-COVID days. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how I missed it. I don't know if it was a big thing back then and I was just out of the loop, or it's just kind of an underground... I mean, I don't think it's an underground thing, I probably just missed it. But anyway, I'm glad I found it again. For those of you who don't know, it's a reality tv series music competition type thing and there's three big celebrity judges so we have cardi b we have chance the rapper and we have ti or also known as tip and what they do is basically on the show they are on the search for the next breakout hip-hop star so all three of them go back to their roots cardi goes back to new york um Chance goes back to Chicago and Tip goes back to Atlanta and essentially they just listen to the rappers on the scene there and then they handpick who they want and take them back to the show's base in LA and in LA is where all of these rappers that have come from all over the US compete to win the show and the overall prize was a whopping $250,000 But also, the clout that you would gain from the show would obviously just put you on the map anyway. So, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, I'm not going to reveal who the overall winner was because I think that you should go and watch it for yourself. It's a really well produced show, it's really well thought out, and I think it is so interesting to see the creative process of rappers, but also to just see what the rap scene is like outside of the mainstream media to see the inspiration of up-and-coming rappers and how their city and their backstories have really influenced not only the content but their style. That's something I think the show did really well actually is the the way they went into the backstories of each of the contestants because even though that was like the typical reality tv aspect it wasn't cringy and it felt like there was an actual emotional connection between you and that person and their story, which I just really appreciated. In fact, one of the contestants I really was rooting for all the way through was a young lady called London B. And she is from Atlanta, Georgia, so she was obviously handpicked by Tip. But not only was her rapping really dope and unique and she had, you know, the rhythm and the flow, and also her performance was really engaging, she has real stage presence, she's full of vitality and she's always really passionate and excited when she's up on stage. But what I really connected with was her story. And she was really vocal about being a mother on the show and how she was doing this for her child. Like she wanted to win to improve the life of her daughter. She would always go on about, oh, this is for my baby. And you could see that in the way she rapped and in some of the content of her lyrics too. It was just a really heartwarming thing to see and it gave her such an authenticity, which made her really likable. So because of all that, I want to play one of her songs for you guys right now. And this one was actually from the show when they had to produce a music video to one of their raps. She absolutely smashed that challenge and it was one of the judges' favourite songs on the show for quite a while. So here is I Can't Change by London B. Knockout. No 
Imagine a day without women I bet your first thought was who about to take care of the children That's just like us, placing all of their value in rearing Little versions of our imperfect heart on the surface Hard to work with, soft at the core Won't explore past trauma just to make sure he could be a good father Imagine they missing for starters We stuck in predicament that we can't fix with our wallets Now we must deal with our garbage, baggage Imagine a world with no magic It must feel so apocalyptic Ain't no cold up predicament Imagine God said she's sick of it and took all her rings. The Imagine a world with no flowers. Imagine on sand but no beach, no sweet, only sour, no leaves on the trees, zero oxygen. I can't breathe, I believe. Heroes often wear my cousin prophets, the prophet side of this day, I ain't believe him. Just like a nigga, the thing she won't leave him. Blink of an eye, you went to the sky. I know you see him looking down, ain't you disappointed? It took this for us to get the point. It took a picture to disappear, missing mornings with you waking up next to me. Breakfast in bed, should've did that more regularly. Making an eggs, be the least we could do to show you we appreciate you, but it's too late. Heaven got you in your true state. Listen here to what a fool say when you go. The Imagine you was only dreaming. Imagine you waking up holding and squeezing and showing her just how you feel in every moment, knowing that she could be gone and heaven's home to all of her children. After that vision, I'm willing to listen After that sentence to end existence Without passion, I risk it all to give it all right back to our women Can't turn our backs on our women Do more than chill and relax on our women Secure the bag and invest a stash Little boy, boy be mad, can't place a tag With a price on a life with the right woman Ike with the right, try to fight woman Die, nigga, die if you strike woman I question if you even like women Your breath could leave you in a second, nigga Real niggas lay down protecting women Still recognize that I ain't perfect Gotta done some things to hurt them Cause stress for the women God bless him. Life served me hard lessons. Just keep in mind, these season time ends. The womb is where all life begins. No world without woman. song you were just listening to is Rapture by D Smoke and he was another of the contestants on Rhythm and Flow. Again, one of my favourites. He was just such a chill dude for a start and then add on top of that his lyrical content which was actually meaningful and his musicality in the way he raps. He's very lyrical in his style which I think made him really unique amongst the others who are a little bit more aggressive. He was really laid back. 
And also, he includes a lot of Spanish into his songs. He always incorporates some uh, Spanish phrases in there, which gives him a bit of an edge, and I definitely think it gave him an edge in the competition. The judges really liked that, especially Cardi, who was obviously half Dominican. And this single was not released on the show. It was actually released after the competition, and I just absolutely love it. I think it's got this really deep, melancholic, instrumental to start everything off which gives us this nice kind of dark and chilling atmosphere it, it gives me goosebumps when i hear it and then he begins with that opening line imagine a day without women i mean what a bold opening line that is and it sets up for the rest of the song it sets up this theme of the celebration of women um and I think this song is really important because it challenges the perspective of men and it uplifts and highlights the need for women. And he also challenges the limitations that society puts on women. He argues that we need them beyond these male constraints. It's, oh, I love it. I love it. And also in the music video, there are different black women that are seen in a variety of different settings. Um, showing the importance of women in all settings of life, not just in one domestic setting, for example. Which I think leads very nicely onto our Stay Woke segment for today, which is all about patriarchy and the pandemic, and the ways in which COVID has affected the position of women and women's rights in general. So today's Stay Woke segment is called Patriarchy and the Pandemic and it's actually inspired by a talk I went to the other day of the same name. It was a talk hosted by the British Library and of course it was online via Zoom as everything is these days but that did not detract from the event. In fact it probably made it slightly easier to organise as there were speakers on the panel from all over the world. So there were four speakers on this panel. The first was Jude Kelly who is obviously a very famous British theatre director and producer but she is also the director of the Women of the World Foundation which organises the annual Women of the World Festival. So obviously she has done a lot of activism when it comes to spreading awareness around female issues and also just you know celebrating women in general and she is the one who set up this talk with the three other panel members, the first of which is Helen Clark. And Helen Clark is a New Zealand politician and she actually served as their prime minister from 1999 to 2008. And she is also um, the administrator of the United Nations Development Program. So what has this meant with COVID? Well, during all this, she has been the co-chair of a global coronavirus committee uniting and helping countries all over the world to tackle this seemingly inexorable issue. The second speaker on this distinguished panel was Edna Aden Ishmael and she was the foreign minister of Somaliland from 2003 until 2006 and she was the first ever female minister in Somaliland as well. She is also a trained midwife and she actually built and set up her own maternity hospital and this is the first non-profit charity hospital that has ever been built in Somaliland um, and it is part of her hospital foundation. Now during the pandemic this hospital has actually been used to house COVID patients and they've been treating people who have the virus for free which is uncommon in Somaliland unlike here in the UK where we have our free universal healthcare system the NHS there is nothing set up like that in Somaliland it's all private healthcare. So obviously the hospital has been overcrowded and it's been really difficult to keep up with patients, but Edna has been trying her very hardest during this time. And last but not least, the final member of the panel was Caroline Noakes, who is the British Conservative Member of Parliament for Romsey and Southampton North in Hampshire, and she has been consistently elected as a Member of Parliament for a good number of years now. 
Something that she is really passionate about and is often talking about in Parliament is the role of women and ensuring that women's voices are heard and accounted for in politics and the policies that are set out for the rest of the country. So all of these four women set out on an hour-long discussion to talk about how COVID has specifically affected women. And I think this issue is really important to talk about because ever since COVID has hit, everyone has been sort of very, not selfish, but self-centered about what is actually affecting them and how the virus is impacting them individually, rather than thinking about it on a whole scale and perhaps some groups who are actually doing a lot worse than ourselves, myself included in this. I think I've often thought about, you know, how has this impacted students? This has really affected my university experience. I want a refund or a reduction in fees. I'm not able to go out and meet new people. I'm not getting the same level of education. I'm not able to go out clubbing. Like we are very vocal about ourselves and what we are going through. And I think we often forget to think about the bigger picture and perhaps those who are struggling a lot more than us. And one of these groups of people is women. And that's obviously a very large group. It's 50% of the population. And so it isn't something that should be overlooked. However, it has been. And Caroline Noakes actually attributes this to the fact that there is a lack of female voice in politics. There aren't enough female MPs in the House of Commons. And she says that because of this, there is just a lack of consideration for women in general because there aren't women there to say actually no you need to think about how these measures are going to impact females Um, which means that we have coronavirus measures designed by men for men so the things that Boris Johnson and his Conservative Party are introducing are not necessarily intentionally sexist none of this is on purpose it's just thoughtless because it is very difficult for a man to see that female point of view, especially if there's no women there to guide him in that direction. So how has COVID affected women in the UK specifically? Well, first of all, 70% of key workers on the front line are women. So what this means is that they need to put their children into childcare when they are at work. And unfortunately, during the first lockdown, informal and formal childcare was actually prohibited, which meant that a lot of women really struggled with finding someone to look after their children. And sometimes that meant that they either had to stay at home and so their careers were kind of sacrificed or they had to kind of abandon their children and go into work and do what they had to do and you know it's that age-old problem of women having to choose between their work and their children having to either sacrifice one or the other and not being able to have both. Fortunately during this second lockdown informal and formal childcare has been left open and this is down to people like Caroline Noakes who are in parliament every day pushing women's voices forward. However, on the flip side of this, if we move away from key workers and we look at those women who are at home due to furlough, most of these women are stuck at home doing childcare and looking after their children, which means that their careers are being held back um, and they haven't been able to focus on their work because they are so preoccupied by what is going on at home and making sure that their children are safe and that they're doing well in school etc etc and so it's meaning that women are being confined to this domestic space again and forced into this more domestic role which is obviously a very traditional thing that women have been trying to overcome for years The second major issue lockdown has brought up is a resurgence in domestic abuse because obviously with more people staying at home due to furlough, women have no escape. They are trapped inside their homes and so they are more likely to be subjected to more violence from their abusers. Now, actually, to be fair, at the beginning of the first lockdown, a lot of funding did go into domestic abuse at the beginning of the pandemic but currently nothing is really being done about it during the second lockdown um there is a domestic abuse bill currently in the house of lords but it's just sitting there waiting to be passed and it has been for quite a while so something really needs to be done and soon to help these women who are suffering in silence 
Okay, so moving away from the UK now and thinking about this more of a global scale, while the world has been distracted by COVID, women's rights have slowly been overshadowed. An example of this is something that Edna brought forward in relation to Somaliland, and she said that patriarchy is really embedded in African society in terms of religion and family values and many other things. And what she said is that 11 million girls will not be going back to school after COVID because families have become so poor during the pandemic that girls will become an economic asset to them, whether this is through working, so not being able to go to school and get educated, but actually just getting a job and earning money, or through marriage. And this will be a lot of arranged marriages, and also there will be a lot of child brides as well which is obviously against the will of the girl or the woman who is at stake. And essentially, the idea is that through marriage, there will be a husband who can work and provide money for the families. So here, again, we can see how women are being confined to that domestic role. So being forced to stay at home and not being allowed to go to school and get an education, but also kind of having to marry for business and not being able to marry for love but just in terms of it being an economic transaction. Another key instance of a reduction in women's rights during this pandemic was in Poland. So about a month ago, there was a court ruling in Poland that banned almost all abortions in the country, with exceptions only for cases of rape, incest, or where the mother's health is at risk. And there was a huge campaign about this. Thousands of women went protesting in cities across Poland to try and overturn this ruling, but nothing has been done. And something I want to note is how there was hardly any coverage on this. When I brought it up in my friendship groups or to my family, nobody knew about it because everyone is so focused on COVID and what's happening with the pandemic that again, women's rights are being overshadowed. The issue with this ruling in Poland is that it is playing into the stereotype of the role that women should have. It is essentially saying that women should only have sex to bear children, which in my opinion is just not okay at all. It is a woman's right to decide if she wants to have an abortion. The child is in her and so she has the ultimate decision over whether she wants that to remain in her or not. It is her body. Again, this is not a reflection of Burn FM's views in any way. This is just my personal opinion. And with that, I want to give you my personal opinion about who I think are some of the greatest female artists in music at the moment. So I'm now going to play three tunes from up and coming female artists that I think you should be listening to, starting with Willow Smith's latest release, Rise, featuring Janavi Harrison. Yeah. 
perfect, but it's time to short the circuit. Don't be nervous, run towards the light. I need to live a higher purpose. Someone's knocking on the door from the inside. It won't be perfect, but it's time to short the circuit. Don't be nervous, run towards the light. I need to live a higher purpose. Someone's knocking on the door from the inside.
the truth is I'm the heat of the dream of the things you say Tonight, I'll be sleeping with the baby I live for those moments I love that they notice That my glow is gold, yeah baby I'm shining It's always a good day To rub you the wrong way I admire the way you keep on trying Cause there's nothing like an enemy Netherlands-born, Australia-based, Iraqi-Syrian up-and-coming singer-songwriter. Yes, she is Miss Worldwide right there, isn't she? Got all of the flavors going on, Miss Wafia. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I wanted to add her into the show today because I think she is going to very soon break into that alt-pop scene she makes a lot of catchy songs that could easily be some gen z type anthems i feel so take a listen to some of her stuff she she hasn't got that much out she hasn't released an actual album yet i think she's only got eps but she's one to definitely watch out for i would say and i think that song of hers that we just listened to has such a feel good vibe to it that we can very smoothly move on into our next segment live your best life in which we will be talking about the importance of thankfulness and appreciating all of the good things that we have i'm living my best life i'm living my best life so it is the month of thanksgiving in fact i think it is this thursday and obviously we do not celebrate thanksgiving here in the uk but I actually did a study abroad in America and when I was over there I obviously had to celebrate Thanksgiving and I wish we would bring it over here to the UK because it is such a beautiful holiday and it's just an excuse to have a good time to be honest so um, I definitely think we should reconsider putting that into our British calendars um, and take a note from across the pond there but I really wanted to talk about um, gratitude and giving thanks and being grateful for what we have because in this little series that we've been doing in this segment we've been talking a lot about how to improve our mental health and how to keep kind of a positive attitude especially during lockdown and during covid when everything seems to be fueled by negativity and I was actually looking at a lot of psychological research. Yes, that is what I do in my spare time. <laughs> but um, no, I found out that actually gratitude is very strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Um, there was a research experiment conducted at the University of California. And essentially what happened is they got one group of people to write down about all of the things that they were grateful for that had occurred during a week and the second group had to write about um, like irritations or things that had displeased them um, during that week and this went on for 10 weeks and they actually found that those who had written about gratitude were more optimistic and they felt much better about their lives 
Surprisingly, they also exercised a lot more and they had fewer visits to physicians than those who had focused on sources of aggravation. So, based on these results, I thought it would be fun and obviously very beneficial to try and do this for myself. Um, and it obviously has not been 10 weeks. I mean, I haven't even been doing this radio show for 10 weeks. <laughs> um, and also, I didn't write it down in a diary. What I tended to do was just like type it in my notes or I would just think about it for a while at the end of the day before I went to bed. So I did it a little bit differently just to kind of fit into my life and my schedule and everything that's going on. But I found that just having those moments of appreciation really did brighten up my day. It made me focus on all of the things that were going well and not stressing about those assignments that were due, or all of the work I hadn't done, or the fact that I'm not able to go to the pub and hang out with my friends like I would usually do. Okay, maybe it didn't make me forget about that one, but it did make me feel slightly better about it because I was thinking about other things such as the fact that I can actually spend a little bit more time with my family and you know the other night we had a movie night um, and there were drinks there too you know basically the pub <laughs> um, but other small things like having the courage to speak up in a seminar and actually give a really good point or going onto campus and seeing the beautiful autumn leaves and perhaps a friendly face whilst you're walking around. And a lot of the time, especially during these circumstances specifically, I'm really thankful for my health and the fact that I haven't had COVID yet and none of my family has. Touch wood. <laughs> so focusing on these small but positive things really made me happy and so what I wanted to do in today's segment is just give you some ideas on ways to cultivate gratitude. Gratitude is a way for you to appreciate what you have instead of always reaching for something new in the hopes that it will make you happier you know or thinking that you you can't be satisfied until every physical and material need is met. I think gratitude can really help people to refocus on what they have instead of what they lack allowing your mental state to grow a lot stronger because you're feeling satisfied so you're feeling happy so i have three ways in which you can cultivate gratitude on a regular basis the first one is do what i did um, and what the research experiment did which is basically counting your blessings so just pick a time every week to sit down and either write about or reflect on things that you're grateful in that week, things that went well. And I usually write about three to five things. Um, and I also tend to write about how each thing made me feel specifically and why it made me feel that way. So really thinking about the, the logic behind it and the sensations you felt rather than just taking it for granted can also really boost up your happiness. And, and that way you know what brings you that little dose of serotonin. The second thing I would recommend is writing a thank you note or a little thank you message to others. So you can really make yourself happier but also help your relationship with another person by expressing your appreciation for them. So what I've tried to do recently is just send a quick snap or a text message basically telling my homies that I love them. You know, <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. It's just... You know, it's something we always forget because we know that we love our friends or we know that we love our family. Like, that's pretty standard. But sometimes they don't know that. And it's sometimes good to just have that little physical reminder, not only for yourself, but also for them. It will really help to improve their mood too. The final bit of advice that I have is to do some meditation and mindfulness. Now, during the first lockdown, I used to do this a lot. I would wake up really early and I would do what is called morning meditation. Um, and it's all about just focusing on the present moment, you know, without any judgment. And people often focus on a particular word or a particular phrase. So sometimes it's peace or sometimes it's in a different language. So OM for some people. I know my mum uses that one. 
As well, it can sometimes be useful to follow a YouTube video on this. I can't remember the one I used to use, but I literally just used to type mindfulness meditation in onto YouTube and then just click on one of the videos and there would be someone kind of guiding you through the steps and talking to you about the importance of gratitude and gratefulness and the appreciation of what you have in your life. So I would recommend that too. I found it really helped me and it also gives you um, a moment in your day to relax and unwind. You know, you're making space for your meditation, you're making space for that moment of relaxation. And in light of that attitude, I'm going to play some very soft and relaxing tunes for you right now. They are from my playlist called Melting. So that gives you an idea of just how they feel. First up, we have Best Part by Daniel Caesar featuring her.
digging up Danny's, you always wanted a dandy man, you did. Not a candy man, I don't sugarcoat nothing. Extra cash come in handy. Good thing we saved up extra before we ran away from home. We gotta go. featuring Mia and obviously that song is all about love or as T.I. Tip would say love <laughs> sorry that, that's an inside joke me and my sister have <laughs> she will get it she will um but yeah what I wanted to say is it's all about love and so that moves us very nicely onto our next segment which is no cap and we actually have some advice to give today somebody dm'd our account which is at no cap underscore radio on instagram and they would like some relationship advice so let's get into it we could be together no cap wouldn't it be nice that way i could do it better no cap Okay, so the DM I received today is a little bit upsetting, it's a little bit sad, and I wish I could be there to give this girl a huge, huge hug, but instead I'm going to give you the best advice I can possibly give in today's segment. So she asked for some advice on what to do when you've been cheated on, and Honey, first of all, I just want to say it is not your fault. 
that is the first thing I would say. You have to remember to not blame yourself. This is not because of you in any way whatsoever. You are not to blame for this infidelity. It is your partner. Your partner has made a conscious decision to put their desires above the relationship and above you. So they need to own up to that and to be the one to blame. I myself have never been cheated on but I have a lot of friends who have been and I have had to be there to help them through it so I'm just going to give you a few tips and tricks that I have found are really useful to get over it and to end up feeling a lot better than you probably are right now. The first thing I would say is let it all out. I think a lot of us have a tendency to bottle up our emotions and try to give a strong face and act as if everything's okay when it really isn't. Um, so I would say just have a really good cry, watch a sad film or get on FaceTime with your best friend, seeing as we can't really meet up in person right now, but you know, just cry over that camera <laughs> and really get your emotions out there. The second thing I would say is take some space. Obviously that's easy with COVID because we can't meet up with anyone so it's really easy for you to not have to see his or her face um, for a while but I think that also includes kind of distancing yourself from them on social media as well. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, completely blocking them but either perhaps you yourself taking time away from socials or maybe just briefly um, unfollowing them for a while. Uh, or keeping very limited contact because you need time to think about yourself and what you want to do from here and that would be my third tip I think really take time away and just think about what you want and where you want to go from here think about everything that you've been through and what you think is the next best step for you in terms of this relationship um, this is a time for you to be a little bit selfish and not worry too much about what you think their needs are but what you think your needs are and how this has affected you personally. And then the final step really depends on your decision so if you decide to keep on going with this relationship I would say make sure that you guys come to an agreement about transparency and truth and an acknowledgement that it's going to take time for things to get back to the way they were before um but if you choose to go the other route which i personally would recommend i don't think cheating is okay on any account and i would just say drop him or drop her that's just my personal opinion though um but then i would say go for a girls night out at this point i think that just means dressing up for a virtual wine sesh on zoom but hey that's good enough uh re-download tinder get yourself back in the game and listen to some bad bleep tunes which i'm gonna play for you right now I'm a savage, had a too nasty Talk big, big, but my bank account match it Hood, but I'm classy, rich, but I'm ratchet Haters kept my name in they mouth, not a gagging Bougie. He say the way that thing move is a movie I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key I done bled the block and now it's hot, hot tune I'm mood and I'm moody I'm a savage Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty Acting stupid, what's happening? What was happening? I'm a savage Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty Hacking, stupid, what's happening? What's happening? Hips, tick, tock, when I dance. dance. On that demon time, she might start her OnlyFans. Only Big B and that B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real, mm, baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop a load and swing. Texas up in this thing, put you up on this game. I be parking my friends. Gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice Can't argue with these lazy basics I just raise my price I'm a boss, I'm a leader I pull up in my two-seater And my mama was a savage Look, I got this here from Tina I'm a savage, yeah Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty Acting stupid, what's happening? What's happening? I'm a savage, yeah Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty 
in the jeans Even D4L couldn't do it like me, like me Tap in. 